Matthews got it. Rolls left. Looks, looks. Nowhere to go. Stafford fires. Enzo. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby. What a throw by Stafford. And what a job by Marvin Jones to get both feet down. He looked for all the world like Stafford had nowhere to go. But he found the smallest of openings and turned it into a touchdown. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Motor City Misery Podcast. My name is Gavin Gonzalez, and today I am once again joined by Donovan Collins. Donovan, how are we doing today? Doing all right, man. Just running around with, you know what it is, school, you know, trying to get the good, trying to get the good grades, good grades, graduate, get out of all this crap, you know, just very busy. How, how are you doing? I'm in the same boat, buddy. I'm in the same you boat. No, man, it's tough. With school, you know, ramping up a little bit, I think last week was kind of tough to get out a podcast. So, I mean, I, I mean, last week I had like two exams, two of my exams last week. So, but here we are this week, right? Yes, sir. Here we are. Let's talk Lions football, shall we? Yes, we still, we have not gotten to our, that trade, that big trade. <laughs> what a trade it was. Um, we did you see, coming. hang on, did you see the, uh, what came out yesterday on like the local news channel, like local four here. Like yeah. the, did you watch that? I didn't watch it, but I saw some clips from it. I saw, I watched it and I watched the Kelly Stafford one. And I, and I read like the article and dude, man, they did, they did not want to leave. Well, you know what, man? No, I know. I know. Like, obviously it's probably the best for him and best for us and our team. But, dude, they really did not want to leave. He really wanted to stay here and win. Damn. Isn't it, like, even through all that, but. It's tough, man. It's tough. I know. But let's get to it. What do you got? Well, man, let's just talk about the trade. I mean, we got, what, we got two first rounds and a third round. Third round is this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's a good compensation package for him. I think that um, maybe. And Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, yeah. Forgive me for forgetting that. But no, you're good. I maybe wanted to see, um, you know, us secure, you know, like that Carolina pick this year or that Broncos pick this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, we got, you know, we got three draft picks and a starting caliber quarterback. Now. Um, Who's still young. Who's like what? Let me look it up real quick. What is he, 25? Something like that. But he, he, he's he a Super Bowl. He's young, twenty six years old. He's still he's still like in his mid twenties. I mean, I mean, obviously you won't get him as long as like a rookie quarterback coming in like this next year. But still, you you still, if anything happens, still get him for a good amount of time. Yeah, I I like I like it. Um, I like the trade. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but I, I kind of like it. So yeah, you go into it first, and I'll give my take. I'll give my take. I like it because we get that you know we get those three draft picks and Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stafford needed to go. Uh, he wanted to go. I mean, obviously, it sounds like he didn't want to go. But at the end of the day, he probably wanted to get out of here. He knew he wasn't going to win here. He didn't want to go through another coaching change. It, it was like a pro- professional decision for him to leave. Yeah. And we started to do a good place in L.A. And they I mean, did him. They, they did him right. The line, well, Sorry to butt in. You can continue. But here's what the Lions did that, uh, you know, that they weren't doing in the past. They were doing right by their players. And lately, they gave Stafford to where he wanted to go, his top destination, and they're 
you know, dealing it, dealing with Calvin right now, you know, rekindling that uh, relationship. So I'd like to see that. Yeah, I think that did right by him. And he's going to go to an L.A. team that's ready to win. And he's going to go to an L.A. team that is ready to win now. That. Yes, that's you right. Know, I, how about think... how about uh that report with uh Holmes trying to get Aaron Donald, dude? Yeah, oh I know. My. I mean that's, I mean that shows the balls on him though. Yeah, yeah, but I think I I actually would rather have you know what we have now, even though Aaron Donald is the best defensive player maybe of all well, time. Yeah, I mean, you know it's hard to say because mm-hmm. Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, but at the end of the day, we got to trade. Uh, we, we made a trade that benefited both sides. And, you know, it just adds more picks to Brad Holmes' arsenal. That's and right. It's um, – future's looking bright. I think that Jared Goff can get it done here. I don't know I'm saying we're going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, but he's been to a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he knows what it takes to get there. Granted, he had a very good team, a very good defense, but I think we're going to have a very good defense within a few years here, especially with these picks that we got, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um not sure how you feel on it. Let's hear, let's hear your thoughts. So we got, we got, right, we got the pick. So now we have six picks this year. We got one first, one second, two thirds, one fourth, one fifth. And you never know. We could, you know, trade, you know, for a later pick if we really want a guy in the sixth and seventh round. And there is good players to come out of the second, sixth and seventh round, even undrafted. Um, so we can always get undrafted guys, right? And we can always uh, maybe trade if we do want someone in the sixth or seventh round, I mean, um, there again, like there's some decent guys that come out of, I think it was a six round pick and I'm trying to think of wide receiver, but I think, no, Tyree kill was a fifth round pick. Correct. I think it was, um, I'm trying to think who, well, anyways, there's going to be depth every year in the draft. And you, and if you really want a guy in the sixth or seventh round, you could, you know, definitely trade for him or maybe get him undrafted. But, I think having six picks all within the uh, within the first to fifth round is nice. Um, but let's talk – but I really want to hit on, you know, obviously I said Goff. You never know. Like, he could have a turning point in his career. I mean, that, that's something you got to take in, you know, a chance on. And are we, you know, banking on that he's going to become this, you know, Pro Bowl type player again um, or if he stays – like, if he becomes a Pro Bowl player and becomes an asset, big asset for us, um, yeah, that could happen, but I don't know if it will. But let's talk about these picks, right? So these picks are first. So these are the Rams, um, I believe, what, next year and the year after, right? Correct? So this next year, we obviously can see, and this is something I talked about with you right after the trade happened. Um, we obviously – see the Rams being a, you know, a contender, NFC, NFC championship contender, uh, potential Super Bowl contender next year um, with the addition of Matthew Stafford and their stack defense. Um, but they're kind of doing what the Bucks did, you know, this year, you know, just stacking people up. Um, but let me, let me, let me tell you something. This team is paying a lot of money to two to three players, like a hundred million. I mean, they might have the finances to do it right now, but after this year, um, I am not 100% sure who's going to become free agents or everything, but um, 
you have a you have a couple contracts on there that are eating up a chunk of money. And um after this next year, say they lose this year, they they don't, you know, they don't get that ultimate goal of winning the Super Bowl. Um, there might be guys that leave, right? There might be guys that take, you know, a bigger pay somewhere else or get a better um, payout or, you know, any anything or the Rams have to trade because of, because of salary. Um, so what that means for the 2023 pick is that if the Rams don't make the playoffs, guys, you know, say they do have that big falling out somehow, and teams do do that, Um we now have what? Well, how many teams make the playoffs? We now have like a what? Another top fifteen pick, right? Sixteen pick. So, and I'm I'm probably thinking the Lions aren't a playoff team by what 2020, 2022. So you probably have a top ten pick there, and then you have another top fifteen pick with the Rams potentially. So I think Brad Holmes kind of, you know, he was thinking ahead and. Um, he obviously knows right now, like where the probably the Rams stand in their front office and I what they're thinking. That. Oh Did my god! Sorry, my Apple Watch just went off for some reason. It just recorded everything. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, in 2023, if they can't pay a couple of guys and a couple of guys end up leaving, and that team's not as good as it is now, that pick could turn out to be very, very good. And you know, now you got one, two. Four, what? You have four first-round draft picks. Well, no, five first-round draft picks, right, in the next three years. Am I correct? Unless we trade it. Um, yeah. So you got three first-round – no, five first-round picks in the next three years. And one of, them can, one of them can definitely be a quarterback. So if you're waiting – if you're on a – if you want a quarterback this year, um, it's okay if we don't get it. We can roll with golf. We can, you know, a little gap year with him. And we can roll the dice on one next year. So Brad Holmes thinking ahead of the game. Um, I think I think we won won this deal, even though the Rams got you know their quarterback. If you want to look at it from the perspective of who won the deal, I really think we won this trade. No doubt, I think we won the trade as well. And if we let's see, how do I word this? I guess if we went to, if we decided to go another way, maybe you know we could have still won that trade, but you know, with another team, but, you know, considering what we got in return for Matthew Stafford, I think that um, we definitely won the trade. Yes. I mean, we yeah. wanted to get rid of him. We, we got another starting caliber quarterback who's been to a Super Bowl in return. Mm-hmm. On top of that, we got three draft picks. I mean, what more could you ask? For? And, and then if um, people want to bring up the salary issue with golf guys, we're only guaranteed to pay him two for two more years. So we, by 2023, you could say, we could say you're gone cut. We could do that. Um, so this isn't like it's like I said, and we still have those two picks in 2023 that might be two, you know, top 15 picks potentially. Um, so don't bank. So golf might might you know turn things around, but again, it's not guaranteed that he'll stay here. No, it's not, and that's the good thing about it. Flexibility. Too. That's what we have with this trade. We we're we've, we're flexible with this trade. We got different options. And not only does the trade give us, you know, what we have now, but we can use some. We can use some to um, move up in the draft, move back in the draft. Like any, like we can use these picks to our advantage. And I think we will. Mm-hmm. No doubt about that. I think we will. I don't think we end up with six picks this year. 
in my opinion. You think we end up with more? I think we end up with maybe seven or eight. I mean, I hope. I hope. Because if he claims he knows his draft class that well, I think more picks, the better. I mean, obviously that goes without saying, but um, I don't know. I think it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see what he does if he does get more picks and how he obtains them. Mm-hmm. So, Well, speaking of picks, let's talk draft. I mean, we were kind of just talking about it a little bit. Yeah. Um, Micah Parsons to Detroit is something I want to see. Yeah, know something you want to see. But a lot of people and a lot of mock drafts I've seen actually have the Lions taking a receiver at seven. Oh no! And no, let no. me just let me just start off by saying this: there goes your damn Apple Watch. Again. I know what the. Um, let me turn. Let me turn on. Turn it off real quick. Okay, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, a wide receiver in this league in the NFL, an elite wide receiver is a luxury. It is not a necessity. Mm-hmm. So, taking a unless it's Kelvin Johnson, taking a receiver at seven guys when your defense is as bad as it is makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. No, you don't take a receiver at seven unless it's unless you know unless you need. We don't really need receive. We do need receivers, but we can get receivers later in the draft through free agency. Let's re-sign Galladay. We have a very good tight end, a Pro Bowl tight end, and TJ Hawkinson. I don't, I don't, I don't, I just, I don't see the value in taking a receiver at seven when your defense is, is as bad as it is. It'd be different story. It'd be a different story if we had an elite defense and all we were missing was a few, you know, offensive pieces and one of them being a wide receiver. Then you take a receiver. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. With yeah. That. But guys, we're not in that position. No, we're starting starters. from the bottom. So I just don't see why you'd pass up on a guy like Micah Parsons to take a receiver. Uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. Um, let me let me let me tell you something. Did you see? Even though okay, you in the Super Bowl, even though Pat Mahomes was hurt and you had multiple, you know, linemen out. Yeah, I think he had three different linemen start for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, but did you see what that front seven did to the you know most athletic quarterback in the game right now? And he was scrambling, yep. they making it tough for them. So tough. And here those two linebackers, um, Delvin White and what, Levante David, am I correct? Uh I, think, I believe so. Yeah. Um or Devin White. Yeah. And Shaquille then you had Shaquille Barrett on the outside. I mean, they were making life a living hell for Patrick Mahomes. And you know what we haven't had in the last 10 years? We haven't had any of those type of guys. And I think Micah Parsons is a guy that we need a guy that um, can go sideline to sideline with, you know, parallel with oh, you know, running back, be able to guard tight ends and be able to drop back into his zone, read, you know, read, um, read run block. Just all that. We don't, we haven't had any of that. And having a front seven, having a good defense, like we said in the past podcast, like like the the Washington football team, it, it helps you compete in games. Even though, like offensively, you're you're probably won't match the other team, but it helps you compete, right? You can get three outs, you can get turnovers. We have been helpless on defense the last number of years, and we can really turn that around. I th- we keep singing the same song almost every podcast about this. 
But if that Super Bowl, you know, didn't teach you anything, I mean, you should have you should have took that out of it because you saw how tough it was for the Chiefs to, you know, they didn't score a touchdown, guys. Pat Holmes was running for his life. And when, when other teams have backup linemen, linemen in the game, we should be doing that. That's what, that's what we want on defense. We want them to have no, like, no room for breathing. Agreed. Agreed, which is why Michael Parsons is the answer. Him, if, if we don't get Michael Parsons, we got to get a good D lineman or whatever linebackers, you know, next in draft. I have to look, look more into it. But, again, like, I agree with you. There is a number of wide receivers that have gone undrafted. I'm pretty sure Adam Thielen went, went undrafted. Um, but that's just one example. There's a number of drafts, uh, draft picks that have been taken later, like three round three or later wide receiver that has gone on to do good things in the NFL, right? It's a luxury, not a, not a necessity. And these guys, you can find guys out of everywhere um, that are can be good route runners. If they listen, if they can run a route well and have good hands, and you have one really speedy guy, I think it's all you really need at wide receiver. Yeah, um, you hit on you hit you hit it on the head, Don. Um, I think that you know going forward, you know you look at the wide receiver position. Yeah, we need to resign Ken Galladay. Yes, but you made a good point. You you can you can find these guys in later rounds. You can find them undrafted free agents. You don't know. You don't know, especially with the new coaching staff. You don't know what these guys can do with receivers. You just don't know. So exactly, there's and it's not even. And I think you could say that for wide receivers and tight ends. Even though we took a tight end, you know, in the first round multiple years when we probably shouldn't have. But even though we, you know, TJ Hawkinson is panning out really well for us. Um. Like wide receivers and tight ends, guys, they 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 are picked up all. I'm pretty sure Darren Waller, if I remember, then wasn't he like not playing for a year, and the Raiders just picked him up? I'm pretty sure that's what they said in the HBO uh, Hard Knock show. They just picked him up, and he was, they all said he was like the most surprising player. Like, like these guys, these guys can come from anywhere. It's about taking chances. Some you take some chances on the guys, you can find some people, but. If you're going to draft offense, it's either got to be running back, QB, or O-lineman if you really want an offensive player. You can find tight ends and wide receivers anywhere. Just say defense. You can find DBs that can be good enough to cover people. You just got to get a good front seven that can get pressure on the quarterback so they don't have to cover for seven freaking seconds. No, you're right, dude. I mean, he seems like the answer, and I really hope we take him. No, and there'll there'll be more in a in an article coming out on Motor City Misery that I'm going to put, and everybody needs to read it because if you're not listening to me, um, then you should look at what I'm saying, and I'll give you and I'll give you re- more reasons why we should take Micah Parsons. Motor City Misery. <laughs> how about Motor mm. City Misery bets? How about Motor about City that? Misery bets? Let's talk about that. Yeah, listen. talk about it. Talk about it. Listen, guys. I don't know how else to put it. But you, you got know a, what? Listen, you got a couple guys that know sports. You how got a that? couple guys on your side that want you to win money. And listen, and you know what we're it's all free right now. You did aren't you just putting we're just putting it on the 
on the Twitter page of everybody you see. Your mom can see it if she wants to. Listen, your mom, your grandma. If your grandpa bets, send him the pigs. If your grandma bets, send her the pigs. If Aunt <laughs> Sue bets, send Aunt Sue the pigs. They're free. They're on my Twitter. You know, follow it at MCM Bets, all lowercase. That's M C M B E T S. That's the Twitter handle. You know, you know, it's something that's you know, you got a bunch of guys like Donovan said that just love sports, that know sports. That Watch that a lot of money. sports. That want to make you money. So listen up, guys. We're giving them for free. I don't know how else I can put it. I don't know how many times I'm And it might this. not be that way for long. Who knows? And it might not be. Depending on how – let me read you some statistics, okay? I'll read you a stat. Since, you know, my 21st and, you know, that's when I started gambling. Because it's legal in the state of Michigan, mm-hmm. and if you're if you're not if you're not in Michigan right now, well, and your state doesn't, you know, permit. I think I think it's only like Michigan game. and Pennsylvania that can do online sports betting. You know, but if you're from Michigan, you're Motor City Misery listener. That's for sure. MCM bets record in the past thirty days: 74, 58, and three. That's up sixteen point five three units. Wow. I, I don't know how else to put it, Don. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like you know what you're doing. No, I, here, can you knock? Can you hear this? That's, <laughs> me, that's me knocking on wood because you know what? I don't want to jinx myself. We got, you know, I got Minnesota minus three right now. They're down two with 15 minutes left in the game. Well, you have uh, a lot of time um, left. That's not, I mean, you don't have to worry about that one. No, but, you know, if you're listening to this, I'm not going to give my picks right now because it wouldn't make sense because this might not come out till tomorrow, Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. MCM Bets. You can follow me on the Action Network at MCM Bets as well. Um, obviously, MCM standing for Motor City <laughs> Misery. <laughs> but uh, anything else? Are we You got anything else we want to talk about or we want to wrap it up? You know what, Don? Let's keep it short and sweet today. All right. To our hundreds of thousands of listeners. Into the millions watching at home. Into the millions watching at home. We appreciate you guys tuning in and staying to the very end. Catch us back next week for another episode of the Motor City Misery Podcast. Again, my name is Gavin Gonzalez, and I am joined by Donovan Collins. Thank you guys very much. Have a great rest of your beloved week.